0: welcome to the random reggie podcast once again i'm back i got a few topics i want to talk about today it took me a minute to realize that i should be recording but uh here i am recording and we're gonna get it going we're gonna talk about uh last week shooting of a young black male in birmingham alabama and how the news has been covering it, you know. Uh, I want to talk about uh, guns in America in general. Um, the Alabama-Georgia debacle again. <laughs> the annual losing of, of of the big game by Georgia. I want to talk about that. Um, and the fight last night. A draw. How do you get a draw when you knock somebody out? (laughs) So let's get it started. Um, So Thanksgiving night in Hoover, Alabama, a young black male was shot and killed because of suspicion that he might be uh shooting in altercation turns out this young man was not involved as they believed he was actually as some say trying to protect people he had a firearm on him and he had a license to carry this firearm on himself and but yet he was still shot and killed by a white police officer white male police officer and then people start splitting hairs oh he wasn't really in the military he, he probably was involved in it uh 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 and so on and so forth but nothing has proven he hasn't been proven that he was in the altercation or he was involved in it. He was just at the wrong place being black. <laughs> That's what I say nowadays. You're just in the wrong place being black, man. You better watch out. Just being black, man, might get you hurt. <laughs> That's what it's come down to. You got to understand, you know what I'm saying? You think about the security guard at the club uh, a week prior. He was shot and killed too. Because he was being black at the wrong doggone time. Just being it, just being black, will get you shot and killed. And it's it's amazing that we have active shooters every week at a school, a church, or this or or that. And these active shooters never get killed. They never get killed. They end up in the hospital. How is that possible? Are cops using different bullets? Are they using different uh, rules of engagement? (laughs) I don't understand. You shoot 13, 14, 17 people and nobody in law enforcement guns you down? How is that possible? How is that possible? One kid gets shot in the Hoover, Hoover at the Galleria and The assumed shooter is shot and killed because he was black. How is that possible? How does that make sense? How does that even add up? One person gets shot and the shooter gets found and shot and killed. Did he raise? I wanted to even raise his weapon. They haven't. They're not going to show us. They're not going to give us the body cam from the cop. You know, you ain't going to get that. Mm So don't even don't even be like, "Where's the body cam?" Mm Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> and it, it's so sad that we live in a society that even after all these years, I I I I believe that the white male has a has a fear of the black male, which causes these shootings. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they making they making all this up. It's no way in the world that every time you encounter a black person, every time a white male police officer encounters a black person, that black man ends up dead. If weapons get drawn, the black man ends up dead. <clears throat> It makes, you know what I'm saying? And it's not new. It's not new. This ain't new stuff. This ain't just started happening this year or the last year. You think about my man in New York who was shot 41 times. You think about the other guy, he was at his bachelor party. He was shot 19 times. How dangerous are you at a bachelor party, at your bachelor party, in a car that you get shot 19 times? Who shoots how many? I mean, I've got a Glock 21. It's got 13 rounds in it. I use 13-round magazines, high-capacity magazine, magazines, double-stack, 45 ACP. I've been taught that three rounds will usually kill a person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've been taught, professionally taught, that three rounds will usually Kill anybody. If I fire one round into your head and two rounds into your chest, you're probably gonna die instantly. So why in the world with 19 or 41 or however many rounds, why would they need why would you need to shoot that much? You know what I'm saying? Why would you need to fire that many rounds at a person? Fear. Fear is the only reason why a person would be shot 41 times. Because unless, unless the person that you're facing has a doggone bazooka or a flame torch or a flamethrower, I mean, why? <laughs> fear, man. Chuck D talked about it. Chuck D named the al- uh, album as <laughs> fear, man, and and it's sad. It's sad at this point. It's sad to think that Trayvon Martin lost his life. Charles Jordan lost his life because of fear from the white from a white male. You know, and the thing about being black is you can't fake it. You can't be you can't be Mexican and be like, oh, I claim white. You know, that's what they can do. Spanish people. You know, everybody else. You know, if they skin like it, they can just kind of blend in but black is black <laughs> you know what I'm saying <clears throat> you think if it had been Aaron Hernandez instead of Trey, Trayvon Martin walking down the street you think you think George Zimmerman would have followed him around no and, George, and, and Aaron Hernandez is a killer who's dead by the way in case you wonder who Aaron Hernandez is <laughs> But I'm saying, I bet you Aaron Hernandez could have walked that block all day long. He could have walked in that neighborhood all day long. He could have looked in people's cars. He could have hung out on the block and nobody would have bothered him. But Trayvon Martin walking around, drinking a juice, drinking a tea, having 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 some you know, having some Skittles, he gets shot and killed. And you know what the white cops do? Man, he, you know, he got what he deserved. Shouldn't have been outside. That's <laughs> the same thing with this kid in the mall. Shoot, he shouldn't have had his weapon out. So what, he got a license to carry. <laughs> you know, he black. He should have known better, right? Trying to protect people and trying to be honorable. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Shoot. It, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hunger down. I'm going mm, I ain't trying to be no hero. I, I, God forbid some other people get hurt, but I ain't trying to be no hero because I know that that's going to lead to me being a casualty. I pull my weapon out and I take down the shooter. They come in and shoot me. I got time for that. Nope. I'm hungering down. I'm going to go hide in the bathroom like everybody else (laughs) or go hide in the bushes (laughs) or run to my car. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be no hero so the white cop can come in and shoot me. My bad. That ain't going to bring me back to my family. That's just like this week, the, the, the police officer, this crazy police girl who shoots and kills this guy as she goes to his apartment, jiggles around at his door, he answers the door and she shoot him? She shot him in his own apartment. <laughs> shot and killed his kid. Now she's being indicted for murder. We gonna see. We gonna see how this is gonna play out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we gonna see. We gonna see if, if it's gonna be a mitigating circumstance. Oh, she was. Uh, she was undercover. She was investigating, and then she bust the case open for us. Uh, we found thirty two kilos of 32 kilos of marijuana in his apartment and she did a great job pat on the back slap on the hand she shouldn't have shot him oh well so sad too bad (laughs) that's how that would be horrible if it played out like that but (laughs) George Zimmerman's not in jail so um, you never know (sighs) So, Jesse Jackson came into town, and, you know, he's a culture vulture at this point. You know, I don't really have any faith in him. I'm pretty sure he set up Martin Luther King Jr., but that's a whole nother subject. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know where it's going to go from here, though. I feel like we need to have a day where we all sit down. You know, I feel like we need to have a day where we go in Birmingham to say Kelly Ingram Park. All the white cops all the white male cops of America <laughs> and all the black males of America need to meet and be like hey let's shake hands and you not shoot me. Let's try that out. Let's do some role playing. I'm going to pretend like I'm a active shooter and you're going to pretend like I'm a white male <laughs> and let's see how that plays out. I think that's I think that's what we need to do. We need some community outreach. Hey, white male, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to stay alive just like you. That's what I want to do. I don't want to get shot and killed just because I'm outside. <laughs> you know what I'm I don't want to get shot and killed just because I'm riding in my car and my music's up loud. I don't want to get loud because I got an attitude because I'm being disrespected. I don't want to get killed. Just because. I think we need to have a day like that. I think instead of a million man march for black people, we need to have a let's sit down and talk all males type thing. Because here's the thing. I've got white female friends. And we've had situations where... We had to deal with some racism. You know what I'm saying? A situation where, like, you in a restaurant and the waitress, you know what I'm i was at I was at a restaurant one time with a white female friend and the waitress handed her the check, right? Like, yo, I know this nigga ain't got no money, so I'm handing this to you. <laughs> it's a damn shame you in here with this broke-ass motherfucker. Right? <laughs> All right? And I've had my white friends, like, go off. You know what I'm saying? But the biggest one for me was uh, it was I was in the Army, and I was in Bakersfield, California, where we where we train at. And um, I was at that big McDonald's, the one that's got, like, the there's, like, a train station or whatever. And at the time, I was the only black guy in my platoon, my squad or whatever. I was only black guy, right? So everybody orders their food, right? And when I get to the counter, thinking two cheeseburgers, some fries, and a god doggone sweet tea. Before I can even get anything out of my mouth, the white girl behind the counter goes, I'm not serving any niggas today. To my brain's total shutdown, I didn't even have words to say. I'm just standing just at a dead stare but it didn't last long because there was a white woman behind me with a uh, tall glass of sprite <laughs> and why I know it was tall, why I know it was sprite because um she splashed the girl in the face with it i mean uh, i i mean i mean she got a good right and half of it got all in my mouth it was delicious anyway moving forward this white lady behind me she like shoves me out of the way almost and she goes bananas on this white girl she was like how dare you disrespect the united states soldier and this girl she's in tears at this point because she's just been pelted by (laughs) she's been just been pelted by an extra large sprite (laughs) and if it wasn't for the fact that she jumped back, that lady probably would have grabbed her and beat her to death, right? <laughs> All the other little McDonald girls at the counter were like, oh, straight. The manager comes running out from the back, and um, he's like, what's going on here? And the lady explains to him that she just, just she was like, she just disrespected this young man, this soldier. She's like, she's still angry. This lady is like her whole, I can see her face just like I'm talking to you right now. Her whole face was red. She, she wanted to beat this girl to death, right? The manager the manager gives this girl that swaggy P meme face, right? <laughs> he he looks at her like, what in the world? He grabs her by the shirt collar and just like throws her like through the little side door back area. <laughs> He, he he pulled a uh, he pulled a jazz on her ass almost he almost threw out of the damn counter it was hilarious right so everybody end up all those soldiers in the soldiers in this place end up getting food for free right and I'm thinking to myself after the fact I was like what a you know what I'm saying would anybody else in my squad would have stood up for me like that considering that they were all white males. Or if a white male had been behind me and overheard that, would he have stood up like that? I don't know. But uh, you know, all black people you gonna experience racism, you know, and you gotta know how to maintain your bearings. Because if you if you if you go too far, if you go ham, you might get shot for being in the right. <laughs> So, I got to move on, I guess. Um, Georgia. Bulldogs. Puppies. Whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, Aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of the annual let's go try to play Alabama and see what happens? Why won't you guys just forfeit? Don't play Alabama next year. If Alabama's on the schedule, forfeit the game. Just don't show up. Period. Period. Because it seems like it should, it should get psychological at this point. I mean, Alabama's the big brother that won't let you win at duck hunt. You're just not gonna win. He's gonna outshoot you every time. He's not gonna let you win NBA two K. He's not gonna let you win at Madden. It's it's just not possible. When you guys go outside and play basketball, he's going to beat you at twenty one. Okay, Georgia. Give it just let it go, Kirby. Smart. It seems like a guy named Kirby Smart would be like, mm, I don't want to play Alabama this year. I forfeit. <laughs> I, I hate to be this way, Georgia, but I, I just don't see it. I mean, I don't see it. You're you got a really good team. You're the best two two loss team in the conference. But you're not going to beat alabama you're not going to beat a nick saban led team if nick god forbid if nick saban dies tomorrow you might be able to beat alabama if if they don't find his goddog on game plan (laughs) you might be able to beat them if they don't find his game plan But that's the only way that the Georgia puppies are going to beat the University of Alabama. That's it. That is it. I've watched football my entire life. And the one thing that you can see in football more than any place else is confidence. Nick Saban has the confidence. His, those players have the confidence that they're going to beat you. Every time. They have the confidence. You can see it on the sideline. You can see it on TV. You can see it from the ISS satellite <laughs> space station. You can see it. You can feel it. It's palpable. Those guys know... That they can beat Georgia. All 53 of the Alabama players and all of the staff. They they all do it. And all the millions of people that were watching TV yesterday knew it. Everybody was upset when Tua went down. They was like, oh God, what are we going to do now? We got to put Jalen in. They were playing possum with you. They had a game. You telling me you think they didn't have a game plan installed for Jalen Hurts? You don't think Nick Saban had a game plan installed for Jalen Hurts? You think they just threw him in there in the cold in the, in the deep end of the water cold? Absolutely not. They played you guys. You've been watching film all week on tour. You've been watching film on tour all year, but you ain't been paying no attention to Jalen. Jalen was up for the Heisman trophy last year. <laughs> How many teams have a quarterback that was up for the Heisman trophy sitting on the bench? <laughs> and you thought you thought that all was well when Tua got carted off. They played you guys. Another thing. They literally played you guys. <laughs> Georgia, next year, if you end up in the SEC championship and Alabama's the opposing team, forfeit. Forfeit. Call the SEC headquarters and say, no, sir, we refuse to play. Save everybody some money. <sighs> Save yourself the humiliation. And just move on with your life. Go play in the Car Quest Bowl. It's okay. It's a good money for your school. But don't play Alabama. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. That's all I'm saying. And I'm going to move on from it. Because Stephen A and all these sports experts and pundits, they're going to wear y'all out in the morning. They're going to wear y'all out. They are going to analyze you guys to death. They are going to say all the bad things that you don't want to hear about your team tomorrow morning, starting at 6. <laughs> so you might as well get ready. Um, so I guess I got to move on from, from, from talking about Georgia. I mean, it was – I knew, again, I knew that Alabama was playing possum with you guys. I knew they were. They were just sitting in the middle of the road just giggling, ha-ha, Waiting for you to come, and you guys did. I I mean, it was classic. I mean, there were Georgia players on the sideline boo hooing like newborn babies without a tit to suck. It was horrible. Forfeit. Look that word up if you don't understand what it means. Forfeit. Next year. Because you're a good team. I'm not nobody saying that, you know, running back you isn't isn't what it is. It is what it is. Jake Fromm is a great quarterback. He was on a documentary show on on Netflix 2 years ago and he was the best quarterback in the country. And he probably still is the best quarterback in the country. In in my opinion, but Alabama's the best overall team in the country. That's not. That's not even an exaggeration. How many teams you know that can? How many teams you know that can go up against, go toe to toe with Georgia, throw and have two turnovers, possibly three, with that fumble in the end zone, possibly three turnovers, and they still beat you by a touchdown. They still cover the spread that Vegas, that, that Vegas said that they that was going to pull off on you guys. I had to score at 45 14. That's what I had. 45-14. I figured you get at least two touchdowns with Swift or or Holyfield. I figured you get I figured you get two touchdowns. Calvin Ridley, little brother. I thought he would have caught one. You know what I'm saying? So you did good for yourself. You did good, George. You scored 28 points. You scored, scored double than what I said you was going to score. Come on, man. Moving on. The dog going to fight last night. What in merciful Moses? How do you get knocked down in a fight and it turns into a goddamn draw? I ain't even gonna talk about this a whole lot, uh because I'm a casual boxing fan, and I don't understand the scorecard system, <laughs> nor do I want to because it doesn't make sense. I figure you know what I'm saying a knockdown should be a hundred points <laughs> if a person gets knocked down to the mat, it's a hundred points. fight over it, <laughs> but apparently not. Apparently not. A doggone, a doggone fight in which a guy gets knocked down. Gets pummeled. And it's a draw. <laughs> That's what you're telling me? That's the voodoo magic that I'm supposed to believe. <clears throat> I don't even want to talk about it a whole lot. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to shut it down, you know? I'm, I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm just going to be like, mm. I'm just going to make noises for the next four or five minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to mumber on for the next four or five minutes because I just don't understand. <sighs> Me and my boys, we watched the guy box about two weeks ago. Me and my two sons. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, this was the guy I can't think of his name right at the top of my head, but his mom would pay people to from the neighborhood to try to run up on him to fight him, and this kid, through that weird adversity <laughs> he would beat the brakes off anybody who challenged him, right. His mom would his mom had a ten twenty dollar bounty on him. <laughs> if I could say that. She had a ten or twenty dollar bounty on her kid. Okay? <clears throat> and this guy got into to the ring about two weeks ago. I can't think of his name. I'm gonna look his name up. But he got into the ring on HBO and he beat that Mexican kid to a pulp. He toyed with him for 12 rounds, and then he knocked him on his ass. Right? And the fight was over. <laughs> he won the fight. That's how you win a fight. If you get put on your tushy, it's over. <laughs> so last night, I was like, okay, this fight's over. The guy won. Wilder won. It's over. All right? Nope. Wrong. It's a draw. <laughs> get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? Get the hell out of here. You don't fight. You don't get knocked on your ass and the fight ends up a draw. Mm-hmm. The fight's over with. <laughs> so that's all I got, man. I, I, I've enjoyed this one. This one is a real feel-good one. Uh, You know, comment, you know, whatever you want to do. Hit me up. Um. Great weekend. This has been a great weekend. Shout shout out to all the sports and all the good stuff. Nobody got shot and killed at the mall. You know, nobody got nobody got killed at the SEC championship. Nobody got killed at the fight. Uh, Kareem Hunt, keep your head up, man. Stop hitting women, man. Don't hit girls unless they hit you first. Uh, <laughs> that was the one thing I, I I've I've omitted. I didn't really want to talk about the whole Kareem Hunt issue, man. That is, is 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 breaking my heart on all levels. So I'm not even gonna really get into it um, or or try to. But Kareem Hunt, if you out there, if you stumble across this. Keep your head up. It is what it is, bro. You know. Again, Random Reggie signing off.